0: Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Today's podcast is called Five Tips to Find the Right Psychic Mentor. Um, So the show notes is going to be on my website and along with this podcast at katesaintclair.com, and you'll find it in the section on the top called podcasts. And this will be one of two that will be sort of the old way um, where I wrote an article about a year ago, October 7th, 2019, and today's podcast will be based off of that article and I'll do some freestyling, I'll tell stories, and I think we have one more after that, and then we'll get into sort of a different style of podcasting, so I look forward to that with you. I also have to say that this neighborhood is so loud today. I see a neighbor across the street had their driveway um, bulldozed up, and we have some big trucks coming through, I don't know if they're doing another build um, in the other neighborhood, but if you hear background noise, there's just a lot going on. So, if I can edit any of that out, I will. But um, if it's becomes annoying, I apologize ahead of time. So, just wanted to let you know that that I'm aware that that will probably be in the background <laughs> of what we'll talk about today. So, anyway, let's get to it. Today's podcast is about finding a psychic mentor and. I am so passionate about finding a mentor um, because when I finally did, uh, it did change my life. And I tried for probably, I don't know how to equate it, because I was always sort of trying to find answers, you know, within the Catholic faith that I was raised in when I was little. And then even trying to find myself, you know, answers for myself, um, through other religions. So I've been studying other religions since I was like eight. Um, I'd ask other adults about their religion and just trying to find out more information, sort of not knowing I was really on a mission to understand myself more and you know, it's not, let's just say if you're born with a high gift of playing the piano um, piano teachers are everywhere. Um, maybe it would be more obvious to find a piano teacher that suits your, you know, that matches your temperament or that inspires you. And, or you can find a bad piano teacher that doesn't necessarily make you not, um, give up piano, And as I say that I'm bracing myself because I had bad, let's just say I played the flute when I was like in fourth grade and I came across a really bad teacher and I haven't touched the flute since then. (laughs) So maybe it is like your, your gift of intuition, this part of you that's already animating. You just don't know exactly how, you know, like, let's just say you were born with a natural desire to play the piano. Maybe you heard melodies in your head and our culture would say, "Find a teacher to get better at it, to understand it more, so you have more creative control around being able to play the piano so when we when we talk about this podcast today, it is to find a mentor so you understand the gift within yourself more. It is not so that you can um, and it can include this certainly, but it's not just in the name of becoming a professional. This, you don't owe the world your gifts. Now, maybe you are being called though to share them. But how would you know unless you know how, what your guidance is telling you, right? So even the piano player will use their guidance to help answer those big life questions. So I'm normalizing intuition. Everybody has it. There's just some of us that are seeing spirits and hearing voices and feeling the feelings of others while not really knowing how you're doing it or that you're doing it because you don't realize how sensitive you specifically are, which Claire you're specifically using um, to be able to control it or balance it or be able to rely on the other clairs to sort of slow down information or help fill out a bigger picture of guidance so that you keep pursuing your life the most authentic way you can. Let's go back to the piano teacher. Maybe you just get the feeling like this person just isn't right for you. And instead of convincing yourself that you're an idiot or you're not friendly or you don't like people, maybe you could understand, oh, I just need to find another teacher. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with the teacher. It just means it's not the right fit. So our, our guidance, our intuition can help us not catastrophize, catastrophize, sorry, I don't know how to say that. Catastrophize, I think it can help us be able to identify the actual thing that needs the attention, Right, Not get lost in the judgment of the other and or lost in the judgment of the self, but rather, oh, this just isn't right for me on to the next, and then building that trust like i won't stop until i fight find the right person I'll be guided to the right person, okay, so I spent decades reading about intuition, and I moved from state to state, um trying to find someone to help me understand myself. Now, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm so psychic, I need help with this. No, I was like, I'm I'm curious, I feel like I'm guided, let me sort of see, while also being super terrified, really voiceless, and not even having the language to articulate what exactly I'm looking for. You know, am I looking for a new religion? Am I looking for a guru? Am I looking for God? I didn't even really put my intuition, as it were, in the <sighs> equation, I didn't understand that what I was seeking was my intuition, was how am I using my intuition? How does it animate within me? So when I moved to New York City, um, I think I've shared this story before about, you know, I go to like a, you know, there's all this new age stuff that Montana didn't provide, <laughs> you know? So I did all the religious stuff in in Montana, and then I tried to find answers within the new age community. And so I go to like a, there's this angel guy and he's going to channel our angels. And so I went to just observe what was going on. And, you know, he had all these wonderful stories, all these things that happened to him. I couldn't relate to any of it really personally, because I still had the belief, well, other people are intuitive. I'm not. While having all these experiences, (laughs) sorry, excuse me, having all these experiences, not understanding that that's an experience. Okay. So he asks everybody to close their eyes and just get the name of their guide, their angel. And there it is. That's it. That's all it involved. And of course, I didn't hear jack shit. Um, What you hear is your own thoughts because you don't even know how to control that. So I left feeling just, you know, even more hopeless than had I, you know, than I was before I went, you know, it was those types of things. I'd go to an event, I would try to engage, it wouldn't come across the way it was supposed to quote unquote. And it really created a distrust or a frustration in me that was just unbearable at times. And it made me feel even weirder than I already felt. So, um, you know, again, like I try to find somebody to help me in Seattle. And what you find is typically a bunch of really eccentrics that are willing to talk about this stuff. And then the more eccentric they are, um, maybe the less you relate to it, or you feel like you have to be sort of super eccentric to even be able to be intuitive. So when I sat across from a psychic medium in 2007, and she told me that I could do this, I didn't even understand what this meant. I had no, I really could not, even with all the study, right? Even with all the academic study, I couldn't necessarily understand what exactly she was doing. So this means your intuition. This means that you're psychic. This means that you are a medium. And as a medium and someone who emphatically knows how intuition works, I can see it in you too now right? So this is where I found that mentor in 2007. She was just wonderfully normal. And she said, you can do this. And that's where my journey really took off, where it really started for me. So yes, someone had to convince me I was intuitive, I was psychic, and I've lost track of all the people I've had to convince um, that they were also um, you'd think it's the opposite where you just, oh, you're so intuitive and people are like, love it. But the people born really sensitive have a huge resistance to it. (laughs) Cause at some point there has been a pain point along the way where we're really frustrated that we don't comprehend. We don't understand. It's not obvious. And there's a real frustration there. And then there's some pain points there that you touch on when the subject of intuition comes up. So Intuition works through our clairs and every single person has all of the clairs. So we're talking clairvoyance is to see, clairsentience is to feel, clairaudience is to hear, claircognizance is to know. And I equate it to eating, right? So everyone needs to eat several times a day, but not all of us walk into a kitchen and know what ingredients to use to make a really good dish, right? Some of us just feed ourselves and You know, other people are able to make like a feast every time they walk into the kitchen. So everyone uses their intuition throughout the day. Some of us just understand the ingredients and get much more out of it. All right. That's where we have our experiences and we can have more control over it and we can have more texture and tone and just a more nourished experience with our intuition, if I can compare it to somebody who knows what to do in the kitchen, right? So we can all talk to loved ones on the other side. It's just that some of us were born medium ready, I call it. (laughs) And, you know, hopefully, and if it's the right thing for you, this is a gift that you can offer professionally to the world. That's why perhaps you have spirits in your face it's you're calling professionally like people that are really good with numbers go into maybe the stock stock market or um you know <laughs> whatever that means for that you know my my husband's really good at numbers and that serves him really well um, as a ceo um, so numbers and fixing things and those are the ways he's highly skilled And he has the right career and profession for that, right? So that's why he was born that way. So information is more profound coming out of the mouth of someone who didn't know, right? So let's see, why do mediums exist? Well, if we say that our loved ones on the other side are always around us, Maybe you think you're making up when you smell your sister's perfume or you hear your mother call your name. But if you go to a stranger, i.e. a medium, and she says, oh, you can smell your sister or the other day your mom was near you and she said your name. Like these are the ways that mediums make what you already experience or know, pray that you don't have to overcome the intellectual gymnastics of mediumship but that you already know they're there and it's a way a beautiful way to validate the spirit world around all of us. So before I was trained I could hear and I could feel really well but I really had a bad attitude about seeing. I really didn't think I was clairvoyant at all and so my mentor just demanded that I just start telling her what I see and I was aware that I was definitely seeing images and I just spoke out loud. I said what I was seeing and in real time she validated it and it was meaningful, relevant, and exact. So, um, when she put me in group and I had like 20 strangers and, I just started seeing hair colors and mannerisms and outfits and I heard tones and the person was saying yes to all of that. I was just as shocked as the person I was reading for because I told myself I couldn't and I wouldn't. And yet I was. Um, and when we do that growing up, we're typically doing that with people we already sort of know on some level. So it's not quite so shocking. Um, one of my longtime students told me she wasn't a medium and I think I shared this story with you before, you know, she was just defiant. I, she couldn't do what I could do. And a lot of times there were tears cause she just felt left out in the respect of like, maybe I was letting her come on a journey that she didn't deserve or wasn't worthy of. And I just knew that when the time was right, she would be ready. And with an, when the time was finally here with specific instructions, she, from me, she was able to bring in precise information from the other side. It's just that sometimes with intuition, we need some parameters. You know, we need, we need it sort of language to give permission and then to say what we get. Um, so there sometimes has to be a narrowness because sometimes If I say, go ahead and read my family on the other side, well, there's 20 people in the room. So where are you going to (laughs) start? You know what I mean? But maybe I can say, Hey, I got two grandmas. Give it a shot. Like to say what you got, say what you're getting. And then inevitably they'll start describing just one of them, which lets me know exactly which one they're tuning into because they were very, very different Um, visually, especially very different. So it's really exciting when that happens. So, you know, now she's never looked back. She can go straight to heaven whenever she wants to because she's learned. She's learning and she's learned how it works for her. Um another student of mine only tells you what she sees, right? So she's very comfortable clairvoyantly. And when I ask her to tell me what she hears, you know, there's some resistance. And with time, she can get the tone of one of my grandmothers. I have a grandmother that smoked and had more of a raspy voice and inevitably she'll give a hand gesture and have the tone. (laughs) So those are moments where you can't tell me you're not hearing, because you're not only hearing it, you're mimicking it. Now, isn't that quite a shock? And yet it's not so shocking because I see it all the time where with just a controlled situation, or if I, as the mentor, am having an intention and I know that they can see what's in the room, just a little bit of nudging. It's just incredible. The preciseness of information that can be validated that that my students come up with. And I've been training in a different way the last couple of years. And so like, let's just say for mentorship, I'll have them read me for 20 minutes at the very start before their intellect, you know, before their intellect can talk them out of it. (laughs) And what I see is that every single student scans for something different. So I have one student that always scans out for a dead child. So let's just say even if I, maybe we've already touched on a few people that I knew that passed when they were young or little. Yeah. Maybe when she scans the next time, she's always looking for maybe even a ghost. Even in the ghost realm, she'll find a child. And in this particular lifetime, she's not a mother. So isn't it fascinating that um, I was in a position to be able to say Do you realize that every time I ask you to scan out to the dead, you scan for children? (laughs) She had no idea that she does that. And these are ways that we celebrate. So that would be her strength. That would be something she absolutely naturally scans for. And and we want to celebrate and protect the the ways that we interact um, naturally with our intuition. I have another student that is in her 60s and we talk a lot about being a bridge of generations and inevitably she will look at my family on the other side and try to get their general generational reference to to me. So she can be like they're two or three you know she'll put, sometimes put them on um, what are those called when we inquire <laughs> you know she'll kind of put them to make to symbolize to her so she can organize them so she knows, what their relevance is um, to how she's reading. And so I was able to identify that strength in her. So my point is, um, these are exploratory ways where we can find what we do naturally with somebody that's a mentor that has a skilled eye to be able to point out the ways you naturally interact with spirit. Okay. You know, and, and here's another thing to keep in mind, right? If I'm in hosting group and let's just say there's 10, 20 people, I might say, go ahead and take a look at both of my grandmothers and somebody will inevitably look at their hair color. Somebody will see their mannerisms. Somebody will see the, the, um, shirts, the clothes style, the timeline, the hairstyle, um, And so everybody can get something different, even if we're just visually looking at two spirits. Um, And even though everyone sees something different, that doesn't mean anybody's wrong. So with intuition, we have to get that validation and we have to like really soften or surrender to the way that we experience our intuition so if somebody sees my 19 my, my grandma had like 1950s hair forever and um, my other grandma wore like teddy bear sweatshirts um, something like that you know always kind of a sweatshirt in my memory um, that says a lot about each of them And so I look for language for people trying to read that to get the validation for them because that's very symbolic of personality there too. So the point is, is that they're all right. I mean, it's just incredible. And some people can maybe see, you know, I I have an issue even now where a grandma will come to me looking like a 30 year old. And that's frustrating because my client didn't know them when they were 30. You know, even my own grandma, she'll come to me as kind of a 30 year old um, woman. And I'll just say, God, can you please go get your grandma body on for me? Like, come on, I, you were 62 when I was born. I don't want to. You know, <laughs> I, I want so bad to see her as I knew her. So anyway, that's just a funny side story. So it just takes time, you know, it just takes take some dedication, some education to become really great at, at this gift and, and to find trust with it, um, because you have more control over it, the more that you use it and understand it. So, you know, we eat, we learn to cook right? We can get more educated and become great chefs, right? If we want to, you know, a lot of us mothers at home with COVID. I mean, how many of you like me have gone through cookbooks (laughs) cook books of books of books of recipes because you've mastered so many and you're so bored with all of the ways you've already grown over the last few months having to cook so much and even with that I've never gone to culinary school or anything so you think about man what what if you got to what if you're quarantined right now with somebody who went to culinary school and is a great freaking chef wouldn't that be amazing for each of us <laughs> i wish you know i wish i was married too or <laughs> i wish i wish i had a chef in the family cuz these days would just be that much more sweet um if you had that level of talent and passion in the kitchen since we have to eat so much and in such a small way through this quarantine covid time on earth anyway well in the states even more so than anywhere but so we have intuition we can learn to use our intuition. We can we can get educated on our intuition and find control and trust with it. So that's the normal natural progress of how all things in life work. We can learn for ourselves and we can learn how it works to help others. It's up to us. Maybe you're being guided, so it isn't up to you. You know, maybe it's up to Uh, you know, a greater good. And part of our process and work is surrendering to that too. That that's not always easy. And you might not be called to use your intuition professionally, but you are using your intuition in your day to day life already. And so it would be wonderful for you to understand how to access and understand it for your for your own enjoyment, right? And to not make so many mistakes. I think of all the mistakes I made. Well, you know, it's in a reference but i could have saved myself so much pain and money and time if i understood my intuition i think i've shared with you with you before There was a time where maybe if my guide said left, I'd go right just because I'm kind of rebellious that way and or my I have such a strong free will. So knowing where maybe this guidance is coming from, where it's coming maybe from your higher self or yourself or your guides or God, you might want to know. (laughs) And so you don't shoot yourself in the foot as it were, right? So people that are born psychic medium, it doesn't make us special, right? It's, we're just born doing something stronger than how other people naturally do it. And because it's become this like non-existent thing, that's sort of the stretch when somebody is being a medium, you know, the long Island medium or whatever, you know, people are like in shock of that. Um, it's only shocking because the culture was told that's not possible, so, in the ancient days, I believe they were much more connected to the cycle of life, and everyone sort of just talked to um they were so much more connected to the spirit world, where now it's just this like you have to overcome this mental hurdle to even get to something that is just ridiculously natural i I won't go off on a tangent there. I really want to get um rounding the corner here. I want to get you these five tips to find the right psychic mentors so um Truth is, is that I'm envious of people that have a natural gift for cooking, right? I just don't have it or the patience um, to do it really well, but I still have to eat and feed myself and my family several times a day. Um, so, you know, there's different things, different gifts people have, different people are envious of, some people are are envious of people that can sing and, um, you know, maybe those of us that can sing are envious of other people that can do whatever. So... I say that just again to normalize, if you're highly intuitive, I want to normalize that part of you. So it's not such a big unattainable thing because intuition is scientific. Uh, I can give, you know, an equation and my student will succeed in it every single time. This isn't willy nilly. It's not woo woo and it's not abstract. You can you can calculate intuition. So let that just be something for you to put in your pocket. (laughs) So, um, you know, if you wanted to, you can take a class to find a mentor to help you get better at understanding how into work, (laughs) excuse me, how intuition works in your life. Um, and let me just give you some five, let me give you five tips on how to find the right psychic mentor. Um, cause if you can, you'll get so much more enjoyment and comfort out of your intuition. So number one, make sure that you're comfortable or intrigued by the person, right? So they make you feel like you can do this. Um, you need maybe on some level, they share a story that you relate to. So when I used to do my Ask a Mediums, I'd start off with like a, Uh, maybe 10 minute introduction of myself some of the things I experienced myself and inevitably people would come up to me after the show Uh, maybe I'd share the story about when I was four or five years old these black cougars swarmed my bed swarmed the hallway just scared the hell out of me and I'd have like two people come up tell me like I had the cougars too, or, you know, I had this animal too, or, um, maybe I talked about some prediction stuff that I dealt with when I was young and somebody come up with it, you know, and again, it's cause this is normal. People would have predictive things that came out to be true and they wanted, they couldn't wait to share their story with me afterwards. So I shared my stories to try to connect to everyone in the audience, to let them know, um, I'm not up here just being a medium because I'm special. I'm here and I, I want to connect with you. You're a medium too. So let's see what we have common ground in and how even being a medium looks um, in life. Because sometimes, well, for sure, Hollywood makes us feel like it's something it's not. Or, you know, I could go on about that, but I'll spare you. So <laughs> somebody that you're comfortable with, I for me, just maybe because I'm, I'm, I'm a Montanan, I perhaps needed it to look like a very normal wife, mother. Um, my mentor was super grounded, just just very natural and grounded in real life stuff. And that was really helpful for me. Um, so you know how, whatever most speaks to you is what's important. So number two is to find someone you admire, right? You think to yourself, I wish I could do what they do. Um, so my mentor inspired me. She would do um different medium shows. I don't know what she called her show. I think she opened for John um I want to say John Edwards, but I don't think it's that John. John Holland is that his name. She opened for him a few times. So she was doing some really cool things back in the day. And so I got to go to a few of her shows before she sort of went down another path, but I was just in awe of her. I was so proud of her. I was intrigued and inspired by her. And um, she is a woman that lost one of her sons. Her son was shot when he was in his 20s. And I could really see her being on a mission to do these shows in the name of reaching other parents that had children on the other side. So I could feel like. Her mission, right? My mission is to connect with other born intuitives, particularly those of us that have some trauma um, and resistance around our gift. Um, My calling is to connect with those of you that are born intuitive. Um, Really, it's my passion is to make sure that you are confident and comfortable and healthy and proud. And, you know, I could go on. But um, so her mission was to connect with people that lost children. So... That really inspired me to see her taking her pain and turning it into beauty was just incredible to watch. So, um, number three that, you know, you know, they have good skills, right? So, you know, make sure that you do a reading with them, make sure you do a coaching call. Um, sometimes I say, give it time because, um, maybe one or two sessions, um, sometimes like for me, um, my mentor, well, let's just say when I went to her for just a session, she recorded it. And when I listened back to it, I realized I talked through most of it. <laughs> so I was so maybe desperate to be understood or seen. And I was so comfortable with her. I sort of just talked for the most part. So I didn't really listen, shut up and listen. (laughs) So sometimes, um, you know, I certainly went back to her for another reading before I got the ball rolling with other things with her. But, um, so that's what I mean. Maybe, um, I have clients that come to me and they talk most of the time and I'm trying to keep pushing through that because I want to make sure that they get their money's worth from me. Um, but at some point I know that my listening is also cathartic or healing because sometimes it's just wonderful to offer somebody a witness. Um so the point is is that maybe you need to go for a reading or two just take your time uh, before you make the decision to make sure that they have the skill the gift that they're um getting great psychic information that they're seeing things accurately that maybe you admire their life so that you know that the guidance they get is actually helpful and healing so I wouldn't recommend going to a medium or a psychic that has a shitty life, quite frankly, right? <laughs> like, right, maybe they don't understand their intuition as much. So they're making, like I maybe did in the early days, I would be reactionary or make, if they said go left, I'd go right. But maybe they're not getting good guidance. Maybe they're not a good psychic. And if they're having, if, if you can feel like their life is just crap and they make bad decisions, I would probably not go with them. So that's what I mean by just make sure they have good skill, right? Happy life. They seem happy. They seem healthy. Their life seems to be going well. That means they're probably doing a good job listening to their own guidance. So number four, uh, they have a mentorship or teaching program. So there's nothing worse than a willy nilly teacher. Make sure they have a process to help you understand your intuition, how it works, Um, how it works, you know, puts you in the right situation so you can experience your intuition. It's not just like an intellectual debate. I mean, by a book, you want to be put in situations where you're using your gift and they're understanding how you're using your gift accurately. So I've had a lot of, um, people that have been in other people's mentorship programs, And the, you know, often the biggest feedback is she just pushes papers the whole time. So like they have their hour session and maybe the mentor is just acting confused and looking for a document for a half hour. And then maybe, um, you know, they're telling their own personal story for 10 minutes or who who the, what the, who the hell knows? The point is, is that you want to find somebody that there's a point to the session. There's a point And there is a, you feel like when you've left that maybe you were just ran over. (laughs) Why do I like that? That seems negative, but you want to make sure you've talked about something real. And often the more real things we talk about, those are often not easy, right? Does that make sense? So, so you want to have, get into a program with somebody that is working with your skill that sees you clearly, which means they have to see themselves clearly too. One of my, I think most amazing gifts is I, I, I know I've told you before, I did not want to be a psychic medium. And then I got the skin cancer in 2010 and I finally fully surrendered to it. And I had to surrender to myself and I had to finally see myself clear. And so on the other side of that, I was finally able to see everyone else much more clearer too, because I finally knew I was not in resistance to who I was. I understood it now and I surrendered to it. And it's like that awakening was able to give me this clarity with my students. So the biggest feedback that I get is I've never had anyone see me as clearly as you see me. And that used to surprise me. It still breaks my heart because I know what they're saying, but it brings me back to my awakening or my healing crisis in 2010, where I can see you clearly because I see myself clearly. So that's really a a gift that I can offer because it was offered to me with the help of my guides. Certainly I did that journey alone with the help of my guides but you don't have to do it alone if you can find a mentor that has had the journey perhaps to have to see themselves and accept themselves then they can do that for you too only then you know only then so number five other people train with them um you know they have loyal students There, are there are people passionate passionate about their work um you know, maybe I'll leave it at that. It's just maybe you observe the people that they train. Um, are they happier? Are they healthier? Is intuition more integrated in their reality, or is it still this like abstract concept that only special people have? <laughs> that would be something you want to avoid. You want you want you want to have a teacher whose intuition is integrated. It's just a natural, normal part of their day of their life, right? So the journey of finding a teacher is so close to my heart. I mean, I searched for one for like 27 years and growing up in Montana, there was no one, no one to talk to about intuition, guidance or spirits or even feelings for that matter, you know, and as I said, I moved to New York City and then Seattle only to find like the most strange and eccentric people that just made me feel oh, right. Cause I'm clairsentient too. So if you feel weird and strange, you make me feel that way. <laughs> that's kind of the thing about our Claire's is that if you're feeling scared, I feel scared. If you're feeling confident, that gives me confidence. Um, now that I am much more stable with my intuition and I have much more control over it, that's not necessarily true now, but it is for intuitives that don't have control over that part of them. So keep searching until you find the right teacher for you, okay? The right one, however you are. It is so worth the excavation and the uncovering of exactly how you create light while on this earth. And I used to say to my mentor, wait, what? Explain me to myself. What am I doing? How am I doing that? And now my students do that to me. Wait what am I doing? (laughs) And I'm so honored to have the chance to enlighten them about how they access heaven and clarify how they communicate with their personal guidance system each and every day. And what I can say with surety is that you can do it too. Statistically, I've just seen it. Uh, You put 10 people in the room, 10 people get something if they're brave enough to say what they're getting And this is not only for the special or the holy or the whatever. This is natural and normal and not because you're good or bad. It's a human experience available to all of us. Just like sight, just like hair, just like arms, um, just like love, just like happiness. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, when you say happiness, some people have to work for happiness. I know I've certainly had to do that in my life. Um, you know, there's whole books on that on that subject just alone, right? Um, learning to love and be loved. Um, it can be as impossible to see and feel as intuition can. Um, and yet it's perhaps our greatest pursuit, right? So, Anyway, that's it for this week. Um, and as always, if you're interested to know which is the strongest Claire in you, that's what we've been talking about for this whole podcast is our Claire's. Go to my website at com and take my quiz, which Claire are you? And as always, send me a little note and share which Claire you got. I'd love, I'd love to, um, I love seeing which is the strongest Claire in each of you and, and how that animates for you because there's always a story behind it too so well that's it for this week i'll catch you next week and in the meantime remember it's your birthright to be guided and be great